Bishop Athanasius Schneider released the full transcript of an address he gave on the Lodge and the infiltration of the Catholic Church by the secret sect, which LifeSite News published over the weekend. It got overlooked by a lot of people, given some of the news involving Vigano and Cardinal Sarah, which I'll probably have for you tomorrow. But for now, here is the full text of the public address, given originally in German. Just one disclaimer. I had to refer to the organization as The Lodge due to the sensibilities of our wonderful, happy hosts, who will put Wikipedia links to the page for The Lodge, and in general, suppress this video in channel, in general, if I call it by the FM word. Kind of sad, really, and it's another example of why I use some of the odd turns of phrase that I do here. Anyway, here is the text of Bishop Schneider's address on The Lodge. The True Face of The Lodge by Bishop Athanasius Schneider. In 2017, The Lodge had its 300th anniversary of its foundation on June 24, 1717. According to official reports, it was the result of of a reunion of four lodges, or secret societies, which formed the Great Lodge of London. A Protestant clergyman, James Anderson, wrote the first lodge statutes. The Catholic Church condemned this association of pseudo-religious background already 20 years after its start with the highest ecclesial punishment, the excommunication. Why? Because the lodge represents a naturalistic religion, a mixture of pantheism, gnosis, and self-salvation. This religion is only apparently tolerant. In fact, it is an utmost demanding and intolerant religion. Members of the Lodge say about themselves that they would be the initiated, the perfect, and the illuminated people, and the remaining humanity is for them profane, imperfect, and darkened. The Lodge religion intends independence from the true God, so that the human being stands in the position of God, takes the place of God, and decides about good and evil. In the first grades of it, there is venerated and uncertain and nebulous divinity as the great architect of the universe, who in the higher and then in the highest grades becomes more and more concrete. In the higher grades, this uncertain divinity is identified as the Lucifer, as Satan, as the good God, the adversary of God, and the true God is here, the bad God. The Church recognizes that the Lodge is a true and ever more powerful secret society with pseudo-religious content which was spread very quickly in countless affiliated organizations, and often under different names, which penetrated the four most powerful levels in society, in politics and in the world of finances. It was Pope Pius VIII who, in 1829, gave one of the most apt and precise definitions of the Lodge. Quote, it is a satanic sect which has its demon as its god. See the encyclical Trariti Humilitate Nostra. The essence of the Lodge religion consists of the perversion, that is, the subversion of the divine order of creation and of the transgression of the laws given by God. The members of the Lodge, in its higher degrees, see in this perversion the true progress of humanity, the mental building of the temple of humanity. Instead of God's revelation, there stands the Lodge secret, and the human being makes himself ultimately a god. In fact, the Lodge is the perfect anti-church, where all the theological and moral foundations of the Catholic Church are turned on to their opposite. A member of the Lodge once told his sister the following in a private talk. Do you know what, the, what, the, what we members of the Lodge are, in fact? We are the anti-church. Historians recognized in the Lodge the seed of political totalitarianism. The confusion and the deceit of it consists in the fact that the Lodge praises itself with attractive names and definitions, 
like philanthropy, humanism, intellectuality, tolerance, and at the same time, the Lodge masks itself with these names. With the refusal of the supernatural divine revelation, the Lodge also rejects the natural law. This is exactly the point which leads to all totalitarian systems. Already, the Lodge member Jean-Jacques Rousseau from Geneva wrote, The life of a human being is not only a gift of nature, but a conditioned gift by the state. See the Social Contract Part 2, Chapter 5. Political and social anachronism is a phenomenon which mostly embodies the spirit of the Lodge, since one of their key principles is Ordo Ab Chao, Order Out of Chaos. This means that one must first create a chaos, and then build a new, other order, an order created by men. In the ritual of the ancient accepted Scottish Rite from the year 1892, the candidate of the 32nd, the penultimate degree of the Lodge, receives the following instruction, quote, 1. The first roar of guns came from Martin Luther, who put into his mind the rebellion of the reason. 2. The second roar of guns came when it was announced in America that every human government receives its authority from the people and only from the people. 3. The third roar of guns was when in France the human rights in the formulation of liberty, equality, and fraternity were proclaimed. The candidate of the 33rd degree receives this instruction, and the following is a quotation from this same Scottish ritual, quote, Neither law nor the property nor the religion may rule over men, and since they are annihilating men by depriving men of their most precious rights, we have sworn to do terrible vengeance. They, law, property, and religion, are enemies against whom we have sworn implacable war at any price. From these three infamous enemies, the religion must be the permanent object of our deadly assaults. When we have destroyed the religion, we shall have the law and the property at our disposal, and we can regenerate the society by means of building the lodge religion and the, and the lodge law and the lodge property on top of the corpses of those murderers. According to the lodge ritual, the word religion refers to the Christian, more concretely, to the Catholic religion. It is known that European, the European version of the lodge, and in particular Alexander Kerensky, the Grand Master of the Grand Orient of Russia, supported logistically and politically the October Revolution of 1917, in the year of the 200th anniversary of the foundation of the Lodge. Lenin and the new communist leaders did not tolerate any kind of rivalry. Therefore, they forbade tra the traditional Lodge in the Soviet Union. The Third Congress of the Communist International in 1929, the traditional Lodge received the following significant assessment. The Lodge reminds us through its rites of religious customs. However, we know that every religion suppresses people. The Lodge represents a social power because of the secretive nature of its meetings and the absolute secrecy of its members. It is a state within the state. On, October, on April 11, 2001, on RAI2 Italian television media, Giuliano di Bernardo, who was the Grand Master of the Lodge GLRI, in the years 1990 to 1993, spoke the following significant words about the religious character of the Lodge. Quote, One becomes a member of the Lodge through initiation. The initiation is a con constitutive act through which the human being is given a dimension, which he did not have before, an analogy we find in baptism. One is not born a Christian. One becomes a Christian through baptism. In the same manner, one becomes a member of the Lodge through initiation. That means that one remains a member of the Lodge for the whole life, even if someone later rejects the Lodge. He remains, nevertheless, a lot member of the Lodge. Even if one is sleeping, one is an enemy of the Lodge. One remains a Lodge. Because one has received the initiation, and the initiation is a holy act. End quote. 
The organized lodge supported also the so-called sexual revolution of 1968. The two grandmasters of the two largest uh, organizations in France, Frederick Zeller and Pierre Simon, were actively engaged with some of their members in the Paris student revolts of May 1968. The said grandmaster Pierre Simon became then assessor of the minister Simone Veil, who legalized medical Moloch worship in France. In 2012, the Paris newspaper La Le Figaro published a comprehensive dossier about the Lodge, and Le Figaro let top members of the Lodge speak in its newspaper forum. One of these mem- officials of the Lodge openly stated that the laws legalizing medical Moloch worship, the so-called James Martin marriage, or G- another phrase for James Martin marriage, and euthanasia were prepared in the idealistic Lodge laboratories, and then, with the help of lobbying and through their members in Parliament, and in the government pushed through the legislation. This can be read in the newspaper Le Figaro from the year 2012. Because of its precision, the following analysis, given in 1894 by Pope Leo XIII about the essence, the principles, and the actions of the Lodge, can hardly be surpassed, and it remains fully valid. Quote, There is likewise a great danger threatening unity on the part of that association which goes by the name of the Lodge, whose fatal influence for a long time past oppresses Catholic nations in particular. Favored by the agitations of the times and waxing insolent in its power and resources and success, it strains every nerve to consolidate its sway and enlarge its sphere. It has already sallied forth from its hiding places where it hatched its plots in the throng of cities, and as if to defy the Almighty, has set up its throne in in this very city of Rome, the capital of the Catholic world. But what is most disastrous is that wherever it has set its foot, it penetrates into all ranks and departments of the Commonwealth in the hope of obtaining at last supreme control. That is indeed a great calamity, for its depraved principles and iniquitous designs are well known. Under the pretense of vindicating the rights of man and of reconstituting society, it attacks Christianity. It rejects revealed doctrine, denounces the practices of piety, the divine sacraments, and every sacred thing as superstition. It strives to eliminate the Christian character from marriage, and the family, and the education of youth, and from every form of instruction, whether public or private, and to root out from the minds of men all respect for authority, whether human or divine. On its own part, it preaches the worship of nature, and maintains that by the principles of nature, truth and probity and justice are to be measured and regulated. In this way, as is quite evident, man is being driven to adopt customs and habits of life akin to those of the heathen, only more corrupt in proportion, as the incentives to sin are more numerous. See the apostolic letter, Placlara Gratulationis. One of the most cunning and therefore satanic manners of the fight of the lodge against its archenemy, that is, against the Catholic Church, consists of the infiltration into the Church. The following excerpt, recognized by many historians as authentic and quoted by Bishop Rudolf Graber in his book Athanasius and the Church of Our Time, from the instructions of the so-called Alta Vendita, a kind of government center of European free the lodge in the 19th century, illustrates it's this truth. He follows a, a quotation from the permanent destruction of the Alta Vendita, quote, The Pope, whoever he is, will never come to the secret societies. It is up to the secret societies to take the first step toward the Church, with the aim of conquering both of them. The task that we are going to undertake is not the work of a day, or a month, or of a year. It may last several years, perhaps a century, but in our ranks the soldier dies and the struggle goes on. We do not intend to win the Popes to our cause, to make them neophytes of our principles, propagators of ideas. 
that would be a ridiculous dream. And if events turn out in, in some way, if cardinals or prelates, for example, of their own free will or by surprise, should enter into part of our secrets, this is not at all an incentive for desiring their elevation to the See of Peter. That elevation would ruin us. Ambition alone would have led them to apostasy. The requirements of power would force them to sacrifice us. What we must ask for, what we should look for and wait for, as for the Hebrews waited for the Messiah, is a pope according to our needs. Now then, to assure ourselves a pope of the required dimensions, it is our question first of shaping him. For this pope, a generation worthy of the reign we are dreaming of, leaving old people and those of mature age aside, go to the youth, and if it is possible, even to the children. You will contrive for yourselves, at little cost, a reputation as good Catholics and pure patriots. This reputation will put access to our doctrines into the midst of the young clergy, as well as deeply into the monasteries. In a few years, by the fourths of things, this young clergy will have overrun all the functions. They will form the sovereign's council. They will be called to choose a pontiff who should reign. And this pontiff, like most of his contemporaries, will be necessarily more or less imbued with the Italian and humanitarian principles that we are going to begin to put into circulation. Let the clergy march under your standard, always believing they are marching under the banner of the apostolic keys. You intend to make the last vestiges of tyrants and the oppressors disappear. Lay snares like the, like Simon Barjona. Lay them in the sacristies, the seminaries, and the monasteries, rather than at the bottom of the sea. And if you do not hurry, we promise you a catch more miraculous than his. You will bring friends around the apostolic chair. You will have preached a revolution in Tiara and in Cope, marching with the cross and the banner. A revolution that will need to be only a little bit urged on to set fire to the four corners of the world. End quote from the permanent instruction of the Alta Vendita. That this statement is not invented can be proven with the following quotation of a leading Italian modernist who, in 1905, wrote in his book, quote, We want to organize our actions to be more target-oriented. A Catholic lodge? Yes, exactly. A lodge of the catacombs. One should work towards the aim to reform Roman Catholicism to, by a progressivist theosophical sense through a pope who will let himself be convinced by these ideas, end quote. The facts are shown sufficiently that the Lodge is the greatest rethinkable contrast to the Catholic religion. Therefore, in 1983, the Church gave the following and still valid declaration, namely through the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith. Quote, the Church's negative judgment in regard to the Lodge Association remains unchanged since the pr their principles have always been considered irreconcilable with the doctrine of the Church, and therefore membership in them remains forbidden. The faithful who enroll in the Lodge associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion, end quote. The power of the Lodge ideology in politics and society has reached nowadays its peak, wherein the Lodge is spread throughout the entire human society, and an ideology of destruction of life with the help of medical Moloch worship and euthanasia. The concept and the reality of the family is undergoing a process of destruction through the brainwashing with gender ideology enacted by the state. Every person who is still thinking by himself, and overall every Christian, must, as much as possible, give resistance and defend common sense and the divine law, even at the price of suffering and of disadvantages. As Christians, we have known, we have to know that, the, that Christ the victor over all evil in this world, that God, and not the Lodge, is the Lord of history. We belong to the community of the victors, even if the enemies of Christ, the Lodge, are looking at us as the defeated ones. Our Catholic faith is stronger than all the perverse figments of fantasy and intrigues of the Lodge religion. We only fear God. However, at the same time, we shall have, from the bottom of our hearts, true compassion with members of the Lodge, because they became victims of an immense deceit. 
the Lodge is ultimately the utmost unfree human being, whose eternal salvation of his soul is most endangered. May inside the church a movement grow up to save the souls of the members of the Lodge, who are our fellow human beings. This should be done foremost through the power of the Rosary and the veneration of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her Immaculate Heart will triumph, as she told us in Fatima. It will triumph also over the Lodge and communism. And through Mary, God will give to humanity and to his church a time of peace. Those are the words of Bishop Athanasius Schneider on the Lodge.